1: You're listening to the iFanboy Pick the Week Podcast, episode 311, brought
2: to you by Hover. Please visit hover.com iFanboy to get 10% off your domain name registrations, graphically, and iFanboy listeners like you.
1: Tell me everything that happened. Tell me everything you saw. They had lights inside their eyes. They had lights inside their eyes.
0: Did you see the closing window? Did you hear the slamming door?
2: They moved forward and my heart died They moved forward
1: and my heart died Please, please tell me what they looked like Did they seem afraid of you? They were kids that I once knew They were kids that I once knew I can say it but you won't believe me You say you do but you don't deceive me It's hard to know they're out there
2: it's hard to know that you still can. I can say it, but you won't Hey, welcome to the iFanboy Pick the Week podcast, episode 311. My name is Ron Richards, and as always, I'm here with Connor Kilpatrick. Whoa. And Josh Flanagan. Whoa. And we're doing Cano, apparently. No. <laughs> we, we are from the West. Dude.
1: <laughs> Bodie. I- Some people do. There's there's different. Some people do a matrix. Yeah, I do. I go point break. I go point break. Some people go point break, and I I tend to go
0: Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted, man. Yeah, Yeah,
2: I'm point break. Anyway. Uh, we are from the website ifanboy.com which is a website dedicated to the uh, celebration and enjoyment of the comic book industry and the comic books that are created by them Uh, and in doing so we read a lot of comics every Wednesday we get our stack of comics from our local comic book stores or our digital uh, stores of choice and uh, read them and then one of us has the task to uh, identify the book that he felt was the pick of the week the one that he enjoyed the most that week goes to the website to write a review about it then we come here to talk about that book as well as all the other books that came out this week um, and just kind of what the cultural zeitgeist has to offer for this week in whoa. comic books whoa uh before we get into the show <laughs> quick reminder and a warning uh this is a review show so we're going to talk about what happens in the book so we're going to spoil the events of said comic books so if you haven't read your comic yet, you might want to press pause uh, and go read them and come back or come back later and listen or just be you know fair warned and don't complain um and not many people complain anymore so that's good i, I wonder if we could drop the warning we should
0: do it as an experiment yeah and, and,
2: and then we'll get inundated with
1: what you ruined my books What's a fair? How can you be fair warned? Yeah, be fair warned. That's so, you, that's a word that yeah. you made up. No, no, it's a real no. Fair warning. Fair warning. Yeah. No, no, no. That's no fair warning is two words. Yeah. Fair warned is is a bastardization <laughs> of forewarned.
2: <laughs> Listen, man, I'm I'm a I'm a linguistic ma- uh, wizard. I just
1: <laughs> I've decided I'm not gonna let these go anymore. It's, <laughs> You've it's had got, a lot of chocolate donuts. I've had a lot it's of literally, and the thing, the thing. So. thing The thing that gets me is that we get emails and it says, you guys said, and that is not the case. (laughs) I will not be the scapegoat. For your bastardization of English anymore, and I just want that out there now. Carry you on want on to be show.
0: innovative? That's your business. That's fair.
1: Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm blazing new trails. I, I take the language seriously. Yeah, well, maybe language, you
0: should... yes, language has never evolved in the last thousand years. Exactly, it's hey, not, it's, it's, it's I, not going to evolve here. I
2: look at the English language as more as a, um, a suggestion, starting a starting point or suggestion or a guidance. It's a base, and then I build on from
1: there. That's kind we're, of we're, we're, we're basically getting down to the point of a lot is what's happening right now. <laughs> Because it's two words, and, one of, you, and you. One of, one you, of my for friends, ten for ten years.
2: <laughs> one of one of my friends here in San Francisco freaked out on me the other day because um, apparently my use of a lot and my spelling of tonight uh, came up, and he was like, it drives me fucking crazy. <laughs>
1: I <was> like, Sorry. But <laughs> oh. just let's do the next thing.
0: That said, Connor had the pick this week, and Connor picked Batman. I don't know if you guys have heard of this new writer named Scott Snyder, but he's pretty good. He's on something, I think. We don't talk about him a lot, <laughs> and I feel like it's time he got some recognition, yep. at least on the show. Yeah, possibly. Batman number three was the pick of the week, and if it's at all possible, this series is getting better. with each issue that goes along, and that's was saying something because it was a, the first issue was one of the best of the new DC relaunch. Um, I, I think
2: it's possible to say that. You just did.
0: I did say it. See, Josh, I just said it. Nice work, Captain. Um, the story for Bat- the story so far in Batman is that uh, Bruce Wayne is back as Batman. He's back in Gotham, and his, an old acquaintance of his is running for mayor. And there's this shadowy figure named the Talon who's been attacking him, uh, Bruce Wayne, and the mayor. And there's hints that there's a secret organization in Gotham City that is secretly running everything. One of those shadowy figures, like. Uh, like the skull and bones, or the, those kind of secret societies that are in the background, the Rothschilds. Is the is the mayor his clone? Well, we'll get to that. So, so in, in this issue, Batman has finally stumbled on the idea that the that the the uh, what was it the, oh, the the owls court the, of owls. Do you say it again? Court of owls. Court of owls is a real organization. The Thing is, and Scott Snyder's talked to us about this in, in interviews. Batman's. Almost arrogant to the point of his mastery of Gotham City. He knows every street, every alley, everything about it, every person in it, every criminal, every politician, every cop. But It's, it's Scott, his city. Right. So Scott's idea is what if he doesn't really know the city as well as he thinks he does and we have this shadowy organization that apparently has always existed going back to the times of the city's beginning and what if this organization is finally making itself known to Batman is not too happy about his existence. Now, now and, I,
2: got, I got to give Snyder credit. Like, after how many years of Batman? What, what it was? 70, 80, 90, 100, 150? 100, uh, Batman's been yeah. around since the 1400s. And right. that is a fantastic, innovative angle that I
0: would never have thought of. Or, you know, like that. I got to give him a tip of the hat for the, for the concept. And in this issue with the reveal, what? and Scott Snyder is a horror writer. We, we, we know this. His, a lot of his stories are tinged in horror. He does a horror book for an American vampire and another one in severed. He's
1: a terrifying person.
0: I mean, he's a terrifying person. What's in, person. in his mind is, is, <laughs> is not all right. Um, in this issue, we really had a horror uh, structure in the way that the, the information was revealed to Batman. As he's investigating these clues, he f- finds out where the Council of Owls has been, has been uh, based throughout and, the city. And this, and that-
1: this is where I will tip my hat to him. The concept of the hidden 13th floors uh, way outdid being John Malkovich. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh and I was and then as it kept going out the way it was laid out in those pages, uh magnificent.
0: Yes, it was it was very much a classic reveal and I said in the review very much like the most terrifying th- film thriller you could think of the way it, 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 the last part of this book was laid out in the fact that Batman is investigating this this apartment, he finds out that there's a 13th floor that's that's hidden underneath the 14th floor. Which you think would make sense, but a lot of buildings don't acknowledge the thirteenth floor if you've ever been in tall buildings in a big city yeah if you go, if you're if you're in New York City or stuff like that, go into
2: a very tall apartment building or a hotel stuff like that you you'll notice it most in hotels that's where I've noticed that there's no thirteenth floor
0: right so the, so the idea here is that they when they built these buildings, they actually built hidden thirteenth floors that you couldn't that you couldn't even get to, and that's where all the, the 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 bases are hidden, and they're all over the city and as it's revealed and the and Batman trips in uh, an explosion, it was really laid out very well. Um, and I also like the fact that it's tied into it, tied into Gates of Gotham, but in a way you don't have to have read Gates of Gotham to. No. to oh yeah, I didn't read Gates it. of Gotham. I
2: love so. Apparently, his gra- great grandfather or grandfather, whatever. There's some sort of great great grandfather. Yeah. There's some sort of Grant or Trust, um, and everyone who has earned that has become an archeo- uh, has, been a, has become an architect, and through the years they've built the buildings of Gotham, and it's almost like the Waynes have been funding this. these buildings of these hideouts which i thought was just like way to layer it and tie it in and and add a legacy factor i didn't read gates of gotham i know nothing about this stuff and i thought it was great
0: yeah alan wayne makes his brief appearance in a flashback and if you read that it's even more powerful because you saw the formation of the city and alan wayne and all the the weirdness that went into that and it's the court of owls and i have a mental block about the name for whatever reason because probably because it's nine o'clock in the morning um I just from story-wise I thought this issue was very well structured it was by the time I got to the end I was breathless you know it was one of those you were underwater you were in the (laughs) bath I like to hold my breath while reading the book right like when you really like a book you get down it's just your eyes
1: are out and then you're like go and you almost actually one the thing is that's one of the reasons we didn't talk about this but one of the reasons that he didn't keep reading Superman it almost killed him
0: (laughs) how do you think we get the pick of the week done i gotta get read it fast so um <laughs> that's story-wise it was fantastic but art-wise this is what cool. we have
1: to do to keep the show interesting for
0: us <laughs> no it's just after 10 years it's like
2: okay how can i make this reading this comic a challenge i hang myself upside down and read my books that way <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's called auto fixation yeah exactly <laughs>
2: I have a plastic bag over my head. I get Uh-oh. those little arm thing. I got those little leg things over the closet, and then I get the comic book, and I just read until I, can- until I kind of fade out, and then, I quit- and then I snap back
1: out of it. It so. starts with a fall gag. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And that, that was, that was, that like was a the far first enough. thing. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't working. I mean, when I had a stuffy nose that one time, that kind of added, but... That's creepy, but not as
2: creepy as the owl face mask people.
0: The owl face mask people, especially the first drawing of the oh. historical picture, was... Creepy in a way, and I'm in Ron. You'll appreciate this in, in that Twin Peaks way. Yes, that kid from the movie who yep. had the mask and he ran around in the background. Oh, Absolutely. still haunts me.
2: I love the ste- was, I love the steampunky kind of owl costume.
0: Yes, you know uh, uh, this is well. Cool. That that brings up Greg Capullo, who I think is doing just wonderful work in this book. Just marvelous. Just, I remember when he was first announced, a lot of people were like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> I like how Ron said something like a woman named Evelyn. <laughs> just marvelous. <laughs> It is no, you're
2: right. I, I mean admittedly I haven't seen Greg Capullo for years. Well, I saw him a little bit on Haunt, but that was but not the Spawn. Not really. Spawn. I haven't seen him since the '90s at Spawn, and and this is like ridiculous. Like no wonder he had lines the whole length of of uh, of
1: Eleventh Avenue at New York Comic Con because it was just ridiculous. He was, saying, he was he's a he's a heck of a storyteller, yeah. I think, as we saw in this one, yeah. uh, especially uh, in those those conversations in the hotel room, which uh, are quite there's quite a lot of information to be put through there. But if you just look at those pages and you start to see uh, how he built them, uh, and, and you know where you know where your eyes are going and what you're seeing. They they cut to outside, you know, and they you know they zoom in on the eyes. Just it was a really good way to break up what, what could be a talking head situation.
2: I, and I, I think that I think it's really interesting to see after just three issues, Snyder and Capullo, who have never worked together, who couldn't come from more different backgrounds or different kind of experiences or different kind of you know
0: places, coming together and gelling in three issues within three issues it's fantastic this yeah. is one of the best books out there I think right now yeah um, the only downside as, as J- Josh mentioned is that two of the main characters look very similar and whether or not a, that's intentional we'll find out But the,
1: the thing that I noticed in this one is that their eyes are colored exactly the same and I'm like mm-hmm. well now I'm thinking they're doing it on purpose or so, no one's paying any attention well I think their chins are slightly different I could I mean and one was
2: in one was in a bed and one was standing <laughs> that, and that's really that was your key yeah <laughs> It was the bed. And one, one called just, the other guy Bruce, and the other guy right. called him Lincoln. So, yeah. so
1: and The hair was
0: pushed different. <laughs> yeah. The uh, <yeah. laughs> thing is, his name wasn't even Lincoln, which is the weird thing.
2: Yeah, is his name Lincoln, or what's his name?
0: I don't know. Grant? It's some president name, right? It's, uh, Chester A. Arthur.
2: Uh, <laughs> um, also, got to give up, Capullo, that cover, one of the best covers of the year yes that cover is awesome like that had a it had a frank miller-esque to it you know like not bad not but
1: without the (laughs) (laughs) That is is, is literally as much as i'm going to comment
0: (laughs) the frank miller situation the hanging participle this this show's going nowhere (laughs) just relaying it out there now we apologize early um I think this book is is reaching event status in that when it comes out now, it's a big deal. It was in the same way that Batman and Robin, when it first came out with Morrison yeah. and quietly came out, it was a big deal. I think this is getting to that point as now.
2: Batman should be. Yeah. yeah. So
0: next issue, Billy Tan. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, just wait until wait until there's a fill-in. I mean, that's the that'll be the question. Yeah, yeah I mean right. And hopefully there's not. Hopefully Capullo. As long anymore. as it, as long as it's still by art. Not Billy I mean, Tan. Yeah. Just. yeah.
0: <laughs> He's busy over in
2: Hulk, we'll get to him later <laughs> Yeah, we will So, um, Well, uh, yeah, no, the Batman was great But um, my Pick of the Week was a book that I was very, very excited for uh, a first issue from Image Comics, uh, Mudman by Paul Grist And what, what you, what you uh, viewers out there, and I know they're not viewers, might not know Is that um, I'm a big fan of Paul Grist And for literally ten years I've tried to get Josh and Connor to enjoy Paul Grist uh, First through his crime book, Kane, which neither of you liked and then I don't even think I bothered with Jack Staff, which was his wacky kind of British superhero. Kind no, of, you didn't. I, I didn't even bother. I, I but, tried to read it. But Jack Staff is fantastic. Um, admittedly, it's out there. But here, Grist is um, with a brand new first issue doing a teen superhero called Mudman. And it was fantastic. And I'm assuming I'm the only person who read it. So much fun. You right. read it? Of course. And you liked I
0: it. it? I loved it. Oh, my God, really? Yes. Tell me, tell me everything. Tell me all about it. Well, I, I mean, you have tried to pull Paul. Poly- <laughs> You have tried to push Paul Grist at us for ten years. Yes, haven't enjoyed it, but you know I figured to give it a shot. They're on graphically now, so I just went and downloaded it in the morning. It's, yep. you know it's much easier. The, the digital thing is much easier to sample things, I find, because I don't have to. You know, yep. there's less. It feels like less of a commitment. There's nothing so, to lift. Exactly. So I gave it a shot, and I thought, for one, the cover image was very striking. Yep. The way that they had the the traditionally the graphics are on top, the titles on top, and and it's not an innovative to put it in the bottom, but just it was a very striking image to put everything on the bottom and have him sort of in, in the mud. And um, it's Mud Man. So the name's kind of funny. So I gave it a shot. And it was basically a kid who stumbles upon these mud powers by falling in this mud. And uh, he, it, it's very much in the classic superhero vein in that the kid gets powers, he doesn't understand them. It's, it's somewhat similar to Spider-Man in that he wakes up, he's got these mud abilities, and he's confused, and he goes to school, and they start manifesting themselves, and. Um, it's such a, I don't want to call it a wacky concept because that sort of pigeonholes it as a humor book, but it is a bit of a wacky concept and it's pulled off in a way that doesn't make it feel jokey.
2: And that's one of the, that's one of the things about Grist is that Grist has a, Grist has a wacky tone to him. Like if you read Jack Staff, Jack Staff gets really wacky and out there and all that sort of stuff. But, and also because of the way his cartooning goes, his cartoon is very, his cartooning is very, I want to say, cartoony, I would say lighthearted to a certain degree. And that's what, you know. But, um, you know, I love his art style. I love his storytelling. I love his layouts. Um, you know, like, like – the, like, art, the, the art is fantastic. Yeah, right? The art is good. Even subtle things like when, um, when he's home with his, pe- with his dad and his sister and he's got the text of the news in between the panels. So, you know, like it, just a subtle touch, like very simple like that. And I don't know. Did you read his little essay in the, in the inside cover?
0: I didn't read the. Yes, oh I well, know. if
2: you get a chance, go back and read that because it's a long thing of basically him just saying, "I love comics and this is what I love about comics and da And so now here is my, my brand new comic, you know, and it, it's very much like if you love comics, I challenge you if you like if you like Spider Man, if you like like
1: teen superhero, just fun comics, you will enjoy this. So, I I really enjoyed the the cartooning aspect of it. I really liked the layouts. I thought all of that was very inventive and. Uh, more interesting than a lot of what I read this week. So that, that was definitely something to enjoy about it. I was, The story was kind of, like you said, something I'd kind of seen before, though the difference on it would be that it was like rural British as opposed to uh, – not even so much rural, but just uh, it was British as opposed to a lot of the American things. I didn't, yeah. I didn't love that part of it, but uh, it was definitely har- hard not to be impressed by the, the craft in those pages. Right. So cool. Well, I'm, glad, I'm glad to hear that you guys gave it a shot. I'm it's, it's, mm-hmm. trying new things. Yay. Uh, I, flipped, uh, I flipped open on the, the cover of, of Justice League number three, and then I got distracted by something. I went back, I started reading, and then I was like, are they get a fill in artist on Wonder Woman? What's happening here? And it was a little weird moment because I forgot which one I was reading, and I was uh, like, I see. Uh, "Oh, I because gotcha. the first few pages are all Wonder Woman fighting, and I just well, forgot what it was. Well, I, I had an epiphany
2: with this book. Go for it. I had an epiphany with wa- with a third issue in a Justice League. The challenge I was having with it, and why I wasn't totally loving it, and why it wasn't quite jiving, whatever. And then I figured it out. This is an Elseworlds story. It is. And then, as soon as I figured that out, I was like, "I'm on board. Fantastic!" And like, and the challenge of it is, is that. I know this is supposed to take place in the past, what is it, like five years from the current present day in D.C. or whatever, but what I don't understand is you've got Jeff Johns writing both Aquaman and Green Lantern and Justice League, and I like Green Lantern and Aquaman in this book way more than in both of those books. Aquaman L- had one line in this book. had one line. <laughs> had, 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 had one line in this book, and I was like, "Yes, sign me up right now." He and it s- has quint mutton chops. He has sideburns. He has an attitude. He's a chain, and he's uh, you know uh, confident. And who's in charge? I vote me. You're like. Fantastic, even Green Lantern being aloof and kind of all stuff like that. I don't understand how it goes from this to the Green Lantern of now, which is sad sack Hal and all stuff like that. I'm sure we'll find out, but in for me in my head, I was like, okay, that doesn't matter. This is just happening somewhere else. I don't need to worry about anything else going into it, and then it completely increased my enjoyment. Like Wonder Woman doesn't match up to what's going
0: on with Azarello. Like it's just all so it's Elseworlds,
2: and that, that works for me. So
0: that's kind of how you have to look at every comic. Yeah, possibly. It really increases your enjoyment. But I, I love the Wonder woman in this book. I, I thought I, the way she was portrayed as sort of she wasn't naive, but she was new to the culture, and you know she's just and it's, and not just, not just American culture, but sort of people culture. Yeah. And and if, and I, and the character. I think the characterizations are the strongest thing in this book. <clears throat> as you said, Green Lantern's great. He's sort of, he's a dick. I mean, not a total dick. But he's kind of a dick. Um, Aquaman's great characterization and. You haven't had a lot of Superman, or and Flash has been kind of standard. But other than that, I think this has been wonderful from a character piece. And I loved the little teaser for Darkseid. I thought it was really well laid out. That page. Yeah.
1: That page is wonderful. Yeah. Of him. Uh, that pose, whatever. The, that of Darkseid just sort of standing. He's in his tunic there, by the way. It should be noted. You're pro-tunic, uh, aren't you? No, very much. Yeah. I mean, but listen – the guy would have different outfits. I'm cool with that. Sure, yeah, yeah. I get that. You know, he's going he's gonna to have a ceremonial thing. He might stay in the tunic just to prove a point. Like, I don't, I don't need this for you. Right. But he's got it. Right.
2: <laughs> that wasn't a joke. I know, no, I know. It just it was, it was very funny. Um, no, but it, it, the, the capper at the end with Aquaman, I don't think I've ever been more excited to see Aquaman. And, I, and as soon as I turned the page, I was like, yes, this is Aquaman, you know. So uh, I just don't understand how it, it ties into the other stuff. But we'll find out. So.
0: He's got it's chains. Part, it's part of the the whole problem with their reboot is that they, are keeping so much of the old stuff, it doesn't make sense with the new stuff, and you just have to. There, kind of well, there's role. also you, you are concurrently reading. I think it's difficult. It's not
1: difficult, but it's it's uh, if you're reading uh, if you read Wonder Woman and you read this right away, they're kind of two different characters, so it's a little hard. Like we know, but uh, even then, it, it doesn't make it completely like it just make your your head have to jibe with it a little bit.
2: Right. So. Well, talk about make, trying to make your head jive with something. Um, uh, so fear itself, seven point three. Oh, just tell me you liked it. I just I, I no, no,
0: no. <laughs> Why no. do you keep buying
2: them? because uh, I just need. I, like, it's this perverse. I like it's Schadenfreude. Like I need to know. I just need to know. <laughs> and like, and the thing is, is that, like, if anything, these point three issues have cemented the like. It's just. It, it's like insult to industry. Pulse, uh, in, insult to injury. It's also, it's also it, insult it, to industry. It's <laughs> also an insult to industry. Poor salt on the wound. Um, it. it uh, it's Well, so Captain America, Fear Itself 7.1, Captain America undid the Bucky death, right? That was right. the whole big thing. Um, Fear Itself 7.2, which we didn't talk about Thor, didn't undo Thor's death, but introduced Tanaris, the god of thunder now, who's whatever. Fear Itself 7.3... So, he's no, no bitter at Bill. Yeah, that's for sure. So Fear Itself 7.3 with Iron Man is the the... the the post Fear itself face off between Iron Man and Odin, um, as well as Tony Stark and Gray Gargoyle. And I didn't read Iron Man, but from what I took from this, and from what I understood, from everyone else talk about, it, is the whole Iron Man corner of um, Fear itself was two things: is one that Gray Gargoyle destroyed Paris and turned everybody into stone and and fucked everybody up, and then that Tony had a face off with Odin and the whole he 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 popped open a bottle and get, you know gave a sobriety to get the 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 weapons they needed to win. Um, so this issue is two things. Tony talking to Greg Gargoyle saying, why should I let you live? And then Tony also at another point talking to Odin and Odin kind of pointing out to Tony how insignificant he is in the grand cosmic scheme of things. And then I guess to prove that point or whatever, Odin then restores Paris. And I mean, brings so,
0: it. so this whole point, through point whatever – Yep. Um, epilogue has been one big reset button one huge no no not no 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 no, not a reset button uh, you know on your computer
2: when you screw up and you hit control z and it, it triggers <laughs> yeah. the undo, undo, undo function three issues completely undoing everything that should have had weight in that entire event except for Thor's death who's still except dead. for Thor's death but they have a different Thor and blah blah blah
1: yeah. be back well maybe it. that's maybe that's a that's a good long term decision and then it's 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 uh, bookended by the obsessive need to have comic book stories that explain what all that was. Sort of yeah. like that, that Spider-Man uh, series that I don't remember the title of. so Which didn't need to exist except for people who needed it to exist. What Spider-Man series? What we uh, about? The one after... Didn't Joe Quesada do a Spider-Man miniseries after... Oh, right,
0: right. The uh, One More Day.
1: Yeah, with the of Rivera, right?
0: Yeah, the one explained how he didn't go to the... You know. Oh, One oh, yeah. yeah. Moment in yeah. Time. There you go. One Moment yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Same, same sort of uh, thing. Like, yeah. it wasn't yeah, really no, worth reading, but it cleared up from something from here to there, which nobody really needed cleared up except for the people who really needed it cleared up. Nobody needed it to be cleared up. So there's people. Yeah, I don't know.
2: But, uh, yeah. What so- happened to the Spider Man baby? <laughs> That's a good question. What happened to the Spider <laughs> Man I'm, baby?
0: That's <laughs> who's in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. <laughs>
1: I don't know why people keep bringing that up. I left it out there, it's gone. <laughs>
0: Um, so uh, it's hard to find a bigger you proponent been following this show for years uh, I'm sorry <laughs> it's one of those days it's hard to find a bigger proponent for Bennett's Avengers than, than I've been I've been enjoying it, I've picked it a lot as Pick of the Week over the years but I'm starting to get to the end you know it happens a lot where I'll, I got to the end, all of a sudden I just stop enjoying something like it uh, happens with TV shows a lot where I just, shows I love all of a sudden I just go, you know, I'm not enjoying this anymore and just stop I've dropped new Avengers. I thought about dropping this Avengers, but I love Akuna, so I picked it up, and I loved this issue because it was, sure, it played on all the classic Avengers tropes of Grant gathering the team, including the news conference and the crowd of people outside, breathlessly awaiting who's going to be on the new team, and the, news, and the 24-hour news coverage talking about it, but I just love these issues, these yep. gathered team issues. So did this, yeah. did, did
2: this uh, re-instill your, your faith in the Avengers? Or? It
0: gave me another issue. <laughs> you know. But the thing is, like, there's this, there's a shot in this issue where, where Cap's looking at a painting of the classic Avengers team, you know, from the '80s, the Scarlet Witch, Hawkeye, Vision era, you know, Black Panther, Giant Man, and I was like, man, I missed that team. And then, like, two pages later, Vision's back. Yep. And not teenage Vision from Young Avengers, but Vision, Vision, the actual Vision. Yep. And I, actually, oh yeah, I was Keep like, oh yeah, Vision. He's the you know, he's you no know, he's he's as much of the Avengers as Captain America is. Really was he yeah.
1: was he in the closet? <laughs> Not gay, <laughs> maybe because they were married. So like it would make sense that like he was. Like, oh right, my ex husband's in there. or he husband. A, I don't know what their legal status, status is. Teenager,
0: teenager on the Young Justice team. Yeah, but that uh, wasn't him. Him. That was, yeah, it was. Well,
2: it was. Yeah, it was his. Well, he's a robot, so it's you know. He was a robot. It was his program. It was his you
1: know sentient whatever you know. But I think that an Avengers naming ceremony is probably an unsafe place to be. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I mean, <laughs> if, that place is, you know, it's ground zero. It's gonna something's gonna happen there. I would stay far away. Well,
0: Norman Osborn shows up, which is, which was, I'll admit, Ron, the one thing I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, but I love, I really love Akuna. I can't get enough of his Avengers stuff. Acuna, and, yeah, he's fantastic. I mean, it's and it's funny because it's like I was a
2: little concerned because there was a lot of talking heads, you know, like there was very, it was very, it's a Bendis book, you know, so I wasn't sure how Akuna. It's
0: also a Gathering the Team issue, which is always talking heads.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, one true. of those are really like
0: six issues now, right? But this was this was a real classic one. Yeah, like they had those trades they put out of all the guys in the team issues, and this was this would have fallen right in there. Yeah, and um, and I I love that you know so Storm has joined the team. How do you um, feel about that?
2: Uh, whatever, who cares? You know, it's fine. Um, although I did always like the fact that the Beast was the only mutant that was on the X-Men, but whatever. But just, Wolverine's been
0: pretty Yeah, well, oh, that's what's funny. What
2: I loved was, so in the oh. in, in the chat, so basically this is the Avengers, not the new Avengers, and they say, let's leave Luke, and the new Avengers, let them do what they want to do. And so they bring on Storm, and they bring on um, uh, the the not-Maria Hill from Secret from Who Secret looks just like Maria Hill. Just like her. Maria, except she's got, Victoria? like, Victoria? Yeah. No, Daisy, whatever. It's a new character. Yeah. Oh. oh. And so... Um, and so they bring them on, and so they're going out to do the, the press conference, and in the shadows at Avengers Mansion, because all new Avengers and Avengers are living there, and in the shadows behind the door is Spider-Man and Wolverine, and Spider-Man goes, Wolverine's like, you're going out there? And, and Wolverine's like, no, they got their mutant and their spider person. Like okay. So now we see the end of kind of Wolverine and Spider-Man as part of the proper Avengers, and now they can just be on new Avengers. So, that's, that's so the, that's, so
0: that's the that's current fun. team and this new team is Storm, Random, S.H.I.E.L.D. Chick, Iron Man, Spider-Woman, Captain America, The Vision, Red Hulk... Protector was that his name? Yeah, whatever. That was
2: Novar, the Marvel and, boy, which is and an Jeremy awesome Renner. Name. Yeah, and Jeremy Renner. <laughs> They've su- they just suddenly dropped <sighs> in the new Hawkeye costume. The, it's Man. totally Ultimate Hawkeye
1: now.
0: And there's been no there's no, been no explanation as far as I've I've read. Cool. Well, just when he's wearing this costume.
1: Yeah. He's been wearing that for forty years. I'm not saying I should be changed, but I can acknowledge it looks
0: ridiculous. Yeah, it's purple. Yeah. And it's good to know that he Stanley from The Office got a new job as a TV commentator.
2: Yeah, I, I, I totally, I was like, wow. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only person who saw that. I was like, that's Stanley from The Office. <sighs>
0: but yeah, it was but, good. It
2: was fun. It's, what, the, it's what, what I want the Avengers to be. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: For a while, anyway. Yeah. So are either you, one of you guys looking to register a domain name by any chance? Uh, daily. Josh, I know you've got your whole thing going on, your side job.
1: I don't need any new ones right now, but...
0: Well, if you want a d- domain name when you're ready to expand, Josh, you can give Hover a try. If you ever, if you ever registered a domain before, you know, it's really complicated. It's a big hassle. Hover makes it really simple. They've got great tools. Everything is easy. And you know, if you've never done it before, tools can be complicated and annoying. They don't try to upsell you. They just let you do what you need to do. You register, you renew your site, you, whatever. It's quick and easy. All the stuff you need to do. And that's the thing. I, th- I mean, like, I, I, you know, I use some other domain, and
2: totally honestly not, you know, whatever. The fucking upsells just dry. I just re- renewed a domain name the other day, and it's like, no, I don't yeah. want email. No, I don't want – you know, like, yes. just let me renew it. That's all I want to do. Yeah.
0: It's like when you book a flight and they want to need a hotel and car. I don't need a hotel and a car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so – so Hover has a huge help selection with tutorials. Got videos. Got FAQs. They got forums for you can discuss with other people if you got problems. It's great because domains can be complicated. You may not know all about it. You may need help, and it's very easy to find help at, at Hover. And not best everyone of all,
1: has a Ron to email. That's
0: true. <laughs> best of all, customer support. It's twenty-four. It's it's. There's no wait for phone support. If you got from nine a.m. to eight p.m. Eastern time, someone picks up the phone every time. It's a genius solution. You can always talk to a real person, which, as you know, if you ever tried to call like a bank. And then you, you talk to a robot for four hours until you get to a person. It can be annoying. Nothing fancy about Hover, just good intentions and great execution. So give them a try at hover.com slash iFanboy. Go check them out. If you buy anything as an iFanboy listener, you'll get 10% off if you go to hover.com slash iFanboy.
2: OK, excellent.
0: So check them out. And
2: also, important to note, uh, go to Hover.com slash iFanboy. Um, check them out that way. It also lets them know that you're checking them out, that we sent you there. So it helps us. So just yes, good. Even
0: get, if you're not yeah. act- looking, maybe you're curious, go check out Hover.com slash iFanboy. Exactly. Hover.com slash iFanboy.
1: Maybe you want to start that blog about uh, pugs and turkeys. Maybe. <laughs> That's a thing. I'm going to – don't do that. I'm going to do that. Thing. Okay. Yeah. It's a whole, it's a th- See, people love cute animals, but it's also Thanksgiving time. Uh, You gotta be timely, you
2: gotta be timely. Yeah,
1: you do it now though, because you you really, you don't have much time. You're like four days. Wait, I mean, that's me though. You're not doing it, I'm gonna do it. Next year, you wait. I'm gonna get that now. So Starborn number 12 was the last of the Starborns, and the last of the Stan Lee Boom series um, to to conclude, and uh, it was like it was the whole way through. It was a fun a uh, big, adventurous uh, guy learns his actual past, all sorts of power, spaceships, aliens, uh, cosmic blow-up fest, uh, with, a, with an uplifting ending, I thought. And, uh, it Did was, it, get it was,
0: actually end? Yeah, no, it ended. Yeah, it ended. It, 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 it's clear that they planned it, yeah. I dropped yeah. off this once the crossover started, and I know it wasn't a big crossover. And but it, it's it not, crossover. you know it's not a
1: crossover, Counter.
0: Well, no. I read the first issue, and they, the other people showed up. I didn't like them, and I was like, oh. Yeah, just, no, you know. no, no, no. It was like a page and a half. Still, it's you know, it's like the thing that you liked was on its own, and it, it mixed up the thing you didn't like, and
1: it was like the great art. Uh, all the way through, uh, fun concept. You know, it's like three and a half, four star book. All I the way
2: through. S- I said from the get go, this is one of the best science fiction books I've read in years. And yeah. and Roberson, and now Roberson's doing a science fiction novel. Like I heard when he was talking to Suntress on Word Balloon, he's doing a, a science fiction novel for Amazon's new imprint. I'm I'm all over it because like he he gets science fiction. I'm a, you know so yeah, good it's stuff. A good time. So um, I was reading Incredible Hulk number two, and as I was reading, I was like, you know, the the art's a little inconsistent. <laughs> So which Hulk is this? It's a little. This it's a little. So I was best. like, I was like, one page looked really good, and then the other page a little. Sh- then a little different. I'm like, is that Will's Portacio? And then I go look at the cover, and oh, everyone drew this. There I was
0: didn't. ten people. Between
2: pencils and inkers, it really gets and, get, it, and yeah, whatever. It, it really gets kind of baffling in that it's Sylvester with Wilfortacio and Billy Tan as pencilers, and Michael Broussard and Eric Basaluda as pencil assists, and Scott Hanna as finishes, and then John Weems with Rick Bassaluda, Joe, uh, Joe Weems with Rick Basaluda, Jay Lason, Don Ho, and Crime Lab Syndicate as the inkers. Don
1: Ho, the, yeah. the yeah, famous yeah. Hawaiian musician, yeah. yes, it's amazing. where has that guy been? You know, fans complain about this a lot, but I don't think we're thinking about the accountants, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is a minefield.
2: Yeah, exactly. This is going to be tough. How do you pay and all that stuff? Royalties, oh. digital
1: royalties four years down the road. They're like, oh, God, it's this incredible Hulk thing again.
0: Yeah.
2: So, I mean, no, but that said, it didn't really get in the way. It's a good story, you know. Like, Well, I, know, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. They're,
0: they're, I mean, and there are apparently legitimate reasons why Sylvester couldn't. Yes, been, yeah, I heard, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still, I mean, at the end of the day, we we're judging the book. And, I, you know, for a while, his stuff was his stuff, and I enjoyed it. But by the time it got to the end, I thought it really took a downward yeah. turn in terms of art. Um, and also, when you have many, many artists, you have things like Hulk's giant skull necklace disappearing and reappearing from yeah, page to page. Exactly. Yep. Um, but exactly. Uh, or that guy with no neck who walked up with a tuxedo. Right. Um, oh, the, like, no, the, the Hunchback, the
2: Hunchback. Although I gotta give him credit, that that I'll take a Mad Scientist. I'm down yeah. with a Mad Scientist. Um, so Story
0: wise, I think this is lots of fun. It's Mad Scientist Hulk, and yeah. I, I like the mystery of not knowing how Hulk and Banner split. Who, right? That being a reveal, but uh.
2: Who, whoever drew that, pa- whoever drew that panel of the Mad Scientist in the tuxedo with the guns, um, sure. very Tim Sale esque. It
1: was, yeah. which I was like, oh, that's like that, and that, that. You gotta love it a comic book. Whoever drew that panel <laughs> yeah, that page, <laughs> uh, it's, whoever drew that panel, who who did that one? Yeah. I don't know. It's one of these guys. Yeah, it's a
2: anyway, lot of guys. So I, I feel I feel bad for Aaron because I know that he's given it his all, and it's like a, you know he's probably all right. Yeah, he probably is. Yeah, he's. I
1: mean, yeah, you know, I'm, I haven't looked at the sales, but I'm guessing he's all right. Yeah. Anyway, okay, he's good.
2: Connor, bring so, me the sexy time.
0: Catwoman number three was almost pick of the week, very close. Wow! Um, This book is getting better with each issue. In the last issue, Catwoman's friend and fence, the cliffhanger was she was dead in her apartment, tied to a chair. And this issue, basically, the chickens come home to roost. You can't keep stealing from powerful people and expect no blowback. This is very much like, uh, I guess, like the movie Heat when they when when they find you know their their buddy killed by their informant. like she's, 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 the stuff, the bad stuff she did blew back on her. And the people that she ripped off came to find her and they found her friend and they killed her and then they beat her really badly and she broke out and fought. You know, it was very emotional. She had to, she flashed back through meeting her friend. We got a bit of their relationship as she lay there with a bullet in her head and a be- beaten body. And then uh, Catwoman, of course, got very angry, broke out, beat them all to death and uh, not to death, but beat half to death and almost killed the main guy until Batman showed up and stopped her. But it was very much. And they had uh, sex. They didn't have sex because she was they, very upset They, they at her smooched died. a little. Yes, well, because you but right. uh Right, yeah, I know, because
2: when, when girls that I'm consoling are sad, I, I I stick my tongue down their throats.
0: They didn't do any of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just uh, kidding. The thing is, we came off as cavalier before. But that is, <laughs> um, no, I
2: flipped through this in the, the store. I'm, real, not, look, I'm, I'm not reading this anymore, but, um, just because it's too much. But um,
0: I flipped through in the store, and, I, and the art, I thought I was really impressed by the art. I thought it was really good. There's a couple of really dynamic shots in here, including one I put up as panel of the week on a fanboy.com, and uh, just this is this. I mean, they, they they went up with the splash in the first issue with the sex, and, they, and obviously that was a detention getter. But this really has been a fantastic Catwoman story since then, and uh, she's. I mean, th- this is uh, people complain this is the same pretty much the same Catwoman from before. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really good though. If you like Catwoman, it's a great story. Cool.
1: Uh, we talked last week about. Um, Ron had thought that Uncanny X Force is the best book over at Marvel, yep. um, and I'm I'm still under the impression that Thunderbolts number one sixty five and the series itself has just been so good, it's so good. Uh, I, I I'm not disagreeing with you. No, it's, it's, yeah, and it's it's just a matter of taste or whatever. And, yeah, and this is just like another one. It just keeps rolling on. I'm starting to, you know, I haven't been a gigantic Jeff Parker fan in the past, but man, the books that he is doing now, he is he's just been doing great work yep. all year yeah uh, and it's really been impressive and, and these books have just been fun and it's everything that i'm not finding over in an avengers book which is fine because i can find that kind of thing i want here with these sort of characters these characters who by the way i didn't know anything about most of them yeah. you know and, and i've still i'm fine i've found a way to become interested in them and hey listen and, i'm the i'm the biggest marvel zombie i have no idea who centurion is yeah no and idea great.
2: yes he's he, awesome
1: he's yeah is that the same guy right the smart dude, yeah, the smart dude, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kev Walker back on this. He's uh, alternating arcs with Declan Chalvy and uh, they met the Avengers. And the story was a quick little one with with Zemo. It ended. I liked all, all the character interplay between you know Moonstone and just this weird situation that they were in. And
2: my, my uh, favorite thing about this is that so they they went back. They tried they tried to escape the raft in present day during Fear Itself, and they her screwed up, and they ended up going back in time. They ended up in the 40s in the Alps, and and teaming up with Cap and the Invaders and all stuff like that. This issue ends with them getting enough power to to jump again and I finished the issue and I was like oh where are they going to end up like yeah. it, like I had that like I can't wait for the next issue and like I love the crazy
1: villains quantum leaping through you know like, it's, it's a great mm-hmm. concept I hope it never ends Just it's like, all of that intrigue is going on yep. between them and uh, and sales on this are awful
0: <laughs> I went back after you guys were you know I was going to say ranted, but that's not the proper term. I raved about Rated. the last issue and I bought it and loved it and I picked this issue up and loved it too. Yeah, it's great. So I'm probably I'm back on. I didn't, I was loving the book before The Feared Self Times. I, I found those boring. I dropped the book and, and now I'm back. This has been, this was great. Yep. Awesome. And sales are abysmal. <laughs> abysmal. Go so,
1: buy this book. <laughs> go, go buy it. Go pre order it. But yeah. you'll really like it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so get the
1: book. Uh, over, in terms of outrage, uh, there's been very, not very much on uh, Wonder Woman's mother. In a gratuitous sex scene. Silhouetted side boob yeah. with Zeus. I, I don't know why no one was upset about this. I Maybe think because it was one of the best drawn scenes I've seen in a comic book in a really long time. I
0: totally agreed. Yep. I uh, think this, this was a fantastically constructed book, much like Batman <laughs> – there was an A-plot and a B-plot. The A-plot was Wonder Woman finding out about her parentage. The B-plot was these other Amazons putting away the dead bodies from the war and the one rabble rouser trying to stir up trouble against Wonder Woman amongst the, the masses. And they both collided in a wonderfully constructed uh, scene where Wonder Woman shows up, punches the rabble rouser, knocks her out, and they move on. Like, you, I, you think you're building really <laughs> up this big this big sort of fight and she just walks up and knocks her out and says, I'm Wonder Woman, and the rest they've, you know... Falls back I like
1: off. right at the beginning that strife is still hanging out like I did all this but I'm just gonna stand here while you clean up what a dick for a lady but I mean that's just that's just the mean thing to do this book is so good I I'm I'm calling this this is this is this could very well get the Eisner wow for like best series I mean look at the work these two guys are yeah, doing yeah fair enough yeah agreed so Cliff Chang just Cliff Chang next, I love next, Cliff next Chang level. he's
2: great yeah so those are the books that we enjoyed this week um but a whole bunch more came out if you go to ifanboy.com comics you can see them all and you can go do your poll list and you can rate and review them. And then you can also identify what your pick of the week was. And we're going to highlight the top five picks of the week from the iFanboy community. And number five was uh, Rick Remender and uh, Stefano Caselli, I think was the artist. On yes. Venom yes. number nine. And 0.6% uh, of you made it your pick of the week. <laughs> Oh, it's one of those weeks I see now (laughs) as I look at the numbers. Um, We call it Batman week or Snyderism. Number four uh, was Catwoman number three with 1.3% of the Pick of the Week percentages. Number three was Justice League number three with 2.4% of the Pick of the Week percentages. Uh, Number two was Wonder Woman number three with 3.6%. And at the time of recording this podcast, the number one book according to the iFanboy community was Batman number three with (laughs) 86.2%.
0: That a- might be a record. Eighty-six point two percent. It's insane. I so, think it might be a record, actually. I have, I, oh. I have to go back, and I'm not going to. But I think it. I think it. Might so,
2: Co- Connor, your pick was Batman. My pick was Mudman. Man. Uh, Josh, what was your pick this week?
1: Uh, it has to end in man. Yeah, I don't know if I clicked it, so we'll just, it would either be Wonder Woman or Thunderbolts. Go, with Thunderbolts. Say, go with Thunderbolts. Go
0: Thunderbolts. I would probably go with Wonder Woman. Okay, Wonder Woman. Fair enough. User reviews. Cruz reviewed X-23, number 17, and gave a story a 5 out of 5, and the art a 4 out of 5, and 0.5% of you made it your pick of the week, which in this, this uh, week wasn't that bad. Yeah. Probably ranks at number 6. Um, Cruz says, when this iteration of X-23 launched, I decided to skip it. I didn't really like X-23 when written by anyone other than Kyle and Yost, and the art wasn't to my taste. But then I saw some of the things that were going on in the book and was intrigued. This issue is everything I used to love about Marvel, the perfect balance of fun and drama, the underlying soap opera romances, the sense of a truly connected universe... Marjorie Lou is a great feel for the character and those around her, and I'm excited now to head back and pick up the first trades. I fear that many people will pass on the book knowing it's been canceled, but that would really be a loss. This is fun, enjoyable comics with some really great character moments and well worth checking out. And that is
2: exactly what has happened, because uh, one of my favorite artists, Phil Noto, is now drawing X-23. And, oh, hey now! And I heard about that, and I was like, awesome, I'll start picking it up. And then I heard that it, get, it was getting canceled, and I was like, oh, well, screw that. So, I'll probably go back and still read the Phil Noto issues, but yeah, so...
0: It happens. But they announce cancellations. People stop buying them, or they join. Yeah, that's what yeah. happens. Yeah, that no, sucks. So,
2: and, and it's the thing is that everyone, everyone that I know that's been reading X Twenty Three has spoken highly of it. Has said that you know uh, Marjorie Lou is doing a great job on it, and it's a subtle, nice little book that's doing its own little thing. And he had Phil Noto, and come on, but you know, I enjoyed her sounds, black. That Noto, sounds like
1: market poison.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: <sighs> Meta- metamorphic. On Birds of Prey number three, gave the story a four out of five, the art a four out of five, and the pick of the percentage was one-tenth of a percentage point. And Metamorphic says, it's not easy to take characters you've known for years and make them feel fresh without alienating fans from before. It's also not easy to introduce a new character but make her immediately seem like an old friend. But that's what uh, Swierzynski has done, at least for me. Three issues in, and I already ah, adore Swierzynski. Starling. Swierzynski. Swierzynski. That's what I said.
0: You
1: like said Swierzynski. It's a, it's a, I did not. I don't say that name. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you. years uh, in, and I already adore Starling. She and Di- Dinah, a favorite of mine from before the New 52, seem to have a genuine relationship that feels, well, like real pals. That's the kind of thing that makes a book like this work. I was worried about Katana at first, as I wasn't keen on her redesign, but she's already added a different aspect with her being uh, a few words. Now we have Crazy Ivy. It's a little balancing act of personality, but it's working and working well.
0: Excellent. This is a good solid book. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, enjoy, I enjoy it. Is it's, the art is the art still solid? As the art's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Jesus, Jesus Remember, Marino? Marino, and right. he's he's wonderful. Yeah, um, but it's it's, an, it's a it's a fun action sort of adventure book. We haven't really, and we're still in the midst of the first arc, and it's, it's very fast paced. So we haven't really got a chance to sort of feel for the whole world, but it's 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 really quite good. Excellent. So, um, yeah, so go to ifanboy.com slash comics, do
2: your pull list and rate and review your books and write a review and we'll uh, try to feature on the show. We I love seeing new names, new people that I don't know. Um, and so uh, it's always good to see fresh voices uh, in the iFanboy community. Um, but... Even though a bunch of comics came out this week, there are so many more comics to be enjoyed, and you can enjoy them with Graphically. Graphically is uh, the parent company of iFanboy, and it's one of the leading digital comic solutions with over 5,000 comics from over 250 publishers. Trust us, there are a lot of comics. Um, and it's got <laughs> comics from Marvel Comics, Image Comics, Boom Studios, Archaea, Dynamite, and we just recently announced Top Shelf Productions uh, has now come on board to Graphically. They've done a, a, a full commitment to digital, and we're psyched to be a part of that, um, and – so now you can get all the great top shelf titles on Graphically and all the various Graphically devices as well if you're on a Barnes & Noble Nook or an Android device or in the new Amazon Kindle Fire and you didn't return it uh, you can get uh, top shelf uh, graphic novels uh, that way as well.
1: Um, and, I don't think you're supposed to say that now.
2: <laughs> and we've got uh, even more exciting stuff coming down the pipe from Graphically. It's really cool. Um, so if you go to Graphically.com you can check out uh, comics on the web. You can also check it out on your iPhone or iPad. If you have an iPad go to the newsstand and, and try to, so, you know, if you're a fan Fan of The Walking Dead or Invincible or Savage Dragon or Irredeemable, you can subscribe. Those are actually awesome apps that were developed by Joshua Emmons from uh, Four Star Studios, who's now a member of the Graphically team, and a uh, really cool way to get your comics to delivered to your iPad. It's amazing um so yeah definitely check it out uh and also you know walking dead is still rolling on if you still haven't caught up on the walking dead it's all up on there and graphically as well as f- available for the barnes and noble nook and the amazon platforms and that sort of thing so definitely doing cool stuff uh so go to graphly.com follow us on twitter twitter.com graphically or on facebook.com slash graphically uh, and we thank you for your support
0: email time tony writes and says here's one for the podcast the letter column i'd like to hear your opinions on unrealistically skin tight superhero outfits oh, oh, it's, oh it's one of these weeks isn't it <laughs> this is something that I've been it's been yeah. a growing growing time of mine for a while <laughs> seeing someone like Mike Diodot on art on your site today made it reach a surface level annoyance there's Daredevil jumping around naked with red body paint and I can see Squirrel Girl's rib cage and stomach muscles through her fur I understand, yes, skin-tight spandex outfits are part of the conceit of superhero comics, but come on, things have gotten ridiculous for some artists. It's as if they are photo-referencing naked models and color-filling them. And yes, there are plenty of artists who don't do this. Chris Somney, Steve Rude, Mike McNiola, Alex Ross, who all different styles, but actually draw people with clothes. I'm not coming from this this from a prudish stance, but I guess from an aesthetic one. Much as I am a Bendis fan, I could not share... I would not share recent copies of New Avengers with some non-comic-reading friends as I think the art style distracts from the actual story as they focus on Miss Marvel's spectacular booty hanging out of her thong. Is this a recent trend? Is this based on sexual fetishism, eroticism? Am I a curmudgeon? Um, no, yes, yes.
1: <laughs> there's, well, there's two, there's two issues because the, the painted-on body costume thing is different than the spectacular booty thing, I yeah. would say. Yes, okay. so These, are, these, are, that's that's these are different things. Uh, the comic, this isn't new. This isn't a recent thing. I mean this is what comics look like. So I think that there's a lot of – when comic book artists you know, learn how to draw, they start with anatomy. They draw a body and then they put a logo on it. Right. And that's been like that for a really long time. Um, it's something I didn't even notice for a really long time. I'm, I, I noticed it before Connor mentioned it. But, Connor, you, you, when, you were, uh, when Gary Frank was on Action – Mm-hmm. Uh, you always made a point to to point out that you know the outfit looked like an outfit. looked like clothes. It's wrinkles. Yeah, and
0: yeah. yeah. Well, it's
2: funny that Tony mentioned Steve Rude that when he's not getting arrested, um, I, I remember reading old Nexus uh, comics and I thought the exact same thing. Like it looked like clothes. Like Alan Davis to a certain degree as well. Like even even though it's all poofy 80s, <laughs> 80s <laughs> sleeves and things like that, they, the clothes look like they're draped over the body, not that just they're painted
1: on. Um the thing is I think that there's a place for both things I don't I, I, I like the. I, if I were to give you a, a preference I would say I like the touch of realism I always tend to gravitate towards art that does that a little more oh we're gonna get into this ta- again what we're gonna get into this again you're photorealistic <laughs> no no no. The, no the realism of the if it's fabric it's clothes it's gonna look like fabric it's not right. gonna look like painted skin right. but at the same time there is something to in comics that's kind of classic about that kind of thing I think of John Busema or, 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 or John Romita or you know but those costumes I think it's pretty much look like that yeah. but huh I think it's Bushema. what did I say? But anyway, but anyway
2: <laughs> um, it's funny that you mentioned Alex Ross too because I remember during Kingdom Come like I can't, I couldn't stay like I, I, there was that time in the 90s when we all loved Alex Ross and I did love him and I think Marvel's is my favorite thing by him but one of the things that drove me crazy about Kingdom Come was that I didn't like how realistic it was like the flash remember that flash pose? With that, so, but, oh, but
0: that was on the poster though. The yeah. Barry Allen Flash. Yeah. Oh, he looked kind of dumpy. But I think it's more about art style. The if you look back at the Kirby books, the, they they drew them. They didn't draw every little muscle in the characters yeah. because mm-hmm. that just wasn't the way they drew people. Right. Um, probably because it was faster. Right. Um, but now they do every little you know muscle. And what they, about did, they
1: drew They did draw them. It's just Coletta erased them. <laughs>
0: hey <there>. uh, <laughs> um, so it, I mean yeah, if it, 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 conceptually it's, it's ridiculous. That's why you don't get in the movies these people wearing costumes like that, but Yeah. And that's really where that conversation came
1: started to come back, I think in 2000 when X-Men came out. And is everyone was like, "Well, what are they going Span- to be in spandex? Why are they going to be in because they would look ridiculous."
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but that's 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 superhero comics. That's how they look. That's
1: that's also true.
0: Yeah. It's not yeah, like a new it's, trend. It's it's always been that way. It's just a, well, at least in the last twenty years, when so they've you know twenty, twenty five, thirty years, they've drawn every single muscle in everybody. Yeah. Um. But you know that's just that's just the changing art style, supposed to the old I way. Will,
1: I will grant you that either of those things has something about it that's acceptable. Sometimes it goes too far. I think. Uh, you know, in in the sort of, you know, those, those super rendered bodies or something like that. Uh, that's why
0: I liked John Cassidy's old work. Who he used to draw. Them yeah. Like, they were in clothes, but they were still tight, you know, but they mm-hmm. weren't, like, you didn't see ab- abdominal muscles. You saw sort of, f- you know, s- fabric that stretched across the stomach. As That's
1: one of the things I really liked about, um, about the Captain America movie was they showed him in, in the, when he was doing the, the yes. USO shows. Yeah. And they showed him in what the costume would look like in real life. Yeah. And he looked ridiculous. Yeah, I thought that was great. And you know why. Then so when people, and I don't, I don't hear it as much as I used to. You know, well, why can't they just look like the comics? Well, because it would be ridiculous. It would look like that 70s Spider-Man made-for-TV movie.
0: Which was awesome. Shut up. Your face. (laughs) (laughs) Like Uh, if that came out in a trailer today. (laughs) Like, that costume looks great. People people freak out. Anyway. All
1: right. So on to the next question. Um, Dave from
2: L.A. says, uh, I feel like I'm the only human on Earth who who does not like scalped. I even pushed myself to get as deep as two trades in, and it felt like nothing but a chore this entire time. The experience plagues me with feelings of loneliness and doubt. Please soothe my d- bitter despair by telling me which highly praised titles you've either hated or have no interest in picking up.
1: Not everything is for everyone. Exactly. And if I really like something, then you have to take that into account, That what the other things that I really like. If Ron really likes something, you have to take into account the other things that he really likes. Yep. Because there's all sorts of stuff that Ron really likes that I really don't like, and that Connor really likes that Ron really doesn't like, yep. and there will be things that you really don't like.
0: You know what else is, um, way more people don't like scalp than do. I was going to say, only about 5,000 people do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, So you know, when So when you take into account the seven billion on, the, on Earth, um, the ratio is much more in your favor, Dave. Yeah. You are in a majority.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so That's a very That's, good point, actually. That's... Uh... <laughs> And it's you know it's doesn't have to be for you. There's all sorts of stuff that's that's widely acclaimed that is awful to me. Yeah. You know when you go on the Netflix top 100, the number two movie is and has been Crash for years. That was a horrible movie. Yeah, sure. Connor's going to yeah. tell you he liked it. Yeah.
0: I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked yeah. it. Well, yeah. awful movie.
2: Awful movie indeed.
0: Sorry. Which 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 book do you not do you do you not like Josh? Which highly praised book? What's a highly all, praised? All book? of them.
1: Uh, a lot. yeah a lot of them you, I mean I, I think I don't like Justice League nearly as much as a lot of people do I mean if you look at the stuff that I've been pulling lately I, you know uh, I haven't been into but there's a lot of like really classic you know stuff that you know it wasn't necessarily for me some of it I haven't I can try to think of something now I'm trying to look over at a book I read I bought that I was supposed to really like but then didn't
2: I'm trying to think I'm, I'm, I'm not loving action comics right now
1: oh I love it yeah. but you know yeah. Hey, that's fine. Uh, oh, okay. Here's, here's a really good example that should fall right into my, my wheelhouse. Um, Shade the Changing Man is a classic vertigo story that people love. It's got Chris uh, Bachelow on art, and it's written by Peter Miller. I hated it, couldn't get into it at all. Yeah. You know, not my thing. Doesn't mean it's bad. Right. This is going to spawn a whole debate. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what about you, Kyle? Well, it is bad if you think shit. I don't. You know. You know what I mean. <laughs> I don't have much interest in picking up Journey into Mystery. Okay. You know, I love Kieran Gillen. I've I've liked everything he's written. Did you? But, have you read it though? Or no, but I the thing is, who? What do you have no interest in well, picking up? I have no interest in picking it yeah, up.
2: Yeah. No. Well. It's, no. No. It's interesting. Well. Yeah. So it, Master oh, yeah, and I guess, Commander, Ron. I feel like yeah. No. Master and Commander. Totally. I feel like I feel like those are two different things because I had no interest in picking up Journey into Mystery either. Um, and, but I think the distinction between having no interest in picking something up for me, Superman titles, majority of Batman titles, things like that. But then the other question is, um, you know, are there widely praised titles that you have tried, and then still like critic? Like a lot of people, we love the work of Jonathan Hickman a lot. Of, or, or Josh, you've been critical. Not a lot of people. You didn't. You fall a little short in his creator own stuff, like Pax Romana and, and Actually, Red Wings. Like
1: his- I like his creator own stuff more than his Marvel stuff. I right. think that it's fallen apart at the end a little bit on a few of them. Right, but do you see my point? Like, that Pax Romana should be my favorite thing ever. Yeah, do you see my point.
2: You see my point there. That there are two different things in that. um in, in terms of what are, do you have no interest in checking out. For example, I had no interest in checking out Journey into Mystery, but then I did and turned out I did like it, whereas there was a good chance I could have checked it out and been like, no, it's still not for me. Those are two different things.
1: That's all. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I mean, you know. Okay, I
0: don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like dance slots, Spider Man work. Yep, that's, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I definitely yeah. don't. Yeah. I definitely don't.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, uh, here's a good one. Yeah. I understand absolutely that uh, people love Usagi Yojimbo. And I've read it a bunch of times and I can even enjoy it a little bit. But I, I, for whatever reason, if I read it month to month, if I, you know, if I read an issue here or there, I'd be like, oh, that was really fun. But I just don't get excited to read those issues. Yeah. It falls a little flat for me in that way. Every well, once in a while I read get it. got
0: a long stated hatred of Japanese people.
1: Well, listen, we can get into the concentration camps and why it was a necessary thing and why it was overall a good thing. We don't have time for that. Yeah. right. Or, or rabbits, too, really. Those things are are the are the aids of wildlife.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You they tear up life. your garden, they get in the way, the nuisances, but no, you went right to aids. Wow. Yeah, it was a choice. It was a choice. It was a respectable choice. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm so I'm really on my deadpan, and I'm <laughs> I'm really proud of
1: myself right now.
2: Really dead. If you have any questions, you can email us at contact@iFanboy.com. Um, we've also got a voicemail line you can call into, and our first voicemail line's got a question that I, that I've been thinking about as well. Hey guys, uh, my name is Eric, and I'm from Michigan. And uh, with the Defenders series coming out in December, uh, Doctor Strange is obviously in the limelight a lot now. And I was wondering, um, since the death of Brother Voodoo. Uh, Strange hasn't seemed to really step up to be Sorcerer Supreme anymore. So my question is, do you think that he will uh, become Sorcerer Supreme again? Is Sorcerer Supreme even really needed in the Marvel U? What do you think? All right, thanks. Love the show.
0: Was he in a duck blind? He might have been. (laughs) Goose hunting. So
2: so to answer this question, yeah, so Dr. Voodoo became the new – or Brother Voodoo became Dr. Voodoo and became the new Sorcerer Supreme. And in the pages of New Avengers, it looks as if he sacrificed himself and died and therefore leaving the world without a Sorcerer Supreme. Um, And now that the Defenders is coming back and Dr. Strange is leading with a spiffy new costume with no cape, by the way, which is wrong for so many reasons. Um, uh, Will Dr. Strange become Sorcerer Supreme? Who knows? I don't think so. I think part of what makes Doctor Strange interesting now is that he's no longer Sorcerer Supreme, and that's like a dimension to the character and that sort of thing. And and
1: let's be honest. For years… No one cared about Doctor Strange.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: And so, if you've given him something else to give them something to do with him, maybe that's a better way to go.
0: I think they're trying to find relevance for him. That involves not having the costume, which is we think yep. is awesome, but some people might not think is awesome. Right. And it involves him not being the source. of – They can just do it. They basically they can do whatever they want with him because yeah. no one at the end of the day, not enough people care.
2: And and then also, you know, to go with the comics, you know, comics laws. If you haven't, if you didn't see the body, he ain't dead. And so, brother and Voodoo. It, even it, if you have seen it, the bot, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah. So, you know, there's a good chance that I wouldn't be surprised that brother brother Voodoo or Doctor Voodoo will come back and still be Sorcerer of Supreme, and that'll be a whole other story and all that sort of thing. So, I don't think Doctor Strange is going to be Sorcerer Supreme again for a very long time. So, so there you go. So, if you have any questions, you can call us at 188 Fanboys. It's
0: 188 2697 Real quickly, Colin Ariel wishes you a happy anniversary.
1: Okay, there you go. Happy anniversary. Oh, that, was, that was really uh, nice. Uh, <laughs> is the is is uh, now is a don't miss podcast? That's r- that's r- that's taking a hell of Thanksgiving. R- no, no, no rest for no. the weary. No, you. Oh, crazy. that's crazy. Right.
2: You crazy. Man. So last week, uh, uh, last week, uh, Paul talked to the the Tim Truman and Ben Truman behind Hawkin Number One, another Western. And as much as we wanted to do three weeks in a row of Westerns, we took a little break and we're a break from the Westerns. And actually, on it's Monday nice. on Ifaboy.com, you, and you can subscribe to Don't Miss on iTunes, and you can hear me talk to Jonathan Hickman about Fantastic Four Number Six Hundred, which is a uh, if there was ever an issue that you shouldn't miss, it's this milestone issue. So um, if you enjoy hearing Jonathan Hickman talk and be smarter than me, then you should listen to Don't Smith, Don't. Miss.
1: Don't, Don't uh, Smith. If you enjoy hearing me talk and hearing other people talk, I can recommend the Talksplode podcast. Um, you may remember uh, about a month ago I released a podcast with uh, Blair Butler and Charles Soule. We got a lot of uh, really good uh, response on that about making comics from a writer's standpoint. And as a follow-up, I spoke with uh, artists Declan Shalvey and Kevin Mellon um, uh, on Thunderbolts and Heart, respectively, about that same thing from the artistic standpoint. Uh, I had a very long, uh, probably almost two-hour conversation about uh, various aspects of, of you know, being an artist in comics today, especially if you're in the sort of lower or middle tier of that, or working your way up, or wherever you are. And uh, lots of useful information, really interesting conversation. A uh, couple of good guys, and uh, I think it's definitely worth your time to listen to, even even if you don't want to make comics. Uh, just yeah. as knowing how things are done and, and the people behind it. It's
0: always a good conversation.
1: So that's uh, available on ifanboy.com.
0: Also on ifanboy.com is my Pick of the Week review, Josh's Book of the Month, month review, all kinds of daily content about comic, book, comic books and the comic book industry. You can find it all at ifanboy.com, including the About page at ifanboy.com slash about, where you can find all of our sta- us and all the staff with our social network links and who we are and how to be our friend online, including at twitter.com slash ifanboy and facebook.com slash ifanboy. And we also do a video show. Last week we talked about comic book tone, dark versus light, dark comics versus light comics, and how the industry uh, handles that. Next week, all it says here is artists. I don't know what that's about. Yeah, it's about artists. All right. All right. That's all I know.
1: Fair enough. We're talking about about some of our favorite artists. We spend a lot of time talking about other stuff. We're we're just going to say what what it is we like about art, and, and the artists available right now. Theoretically. All right. Cool.
2: So if you have any uh, questions, uh, you, as I said earlier, you can email us at contactifanboy.com or leave a voicemail at one eight 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 fanboys It's one 326 2697 Any questions, comments, concerns, anything you got, hit us up. We always like to hear from you.
1: If you like us or don't like us, as, as happens from time to time, uh, rabbits, they hate us, uh, you can go write a review on iTunes for this show or for the, the, any of the podcasts we do. or If you like any show, any any podcast uh go to itunes uh and and write a review for it and that that helps people more people discover it which which helps us out uh long term even better than that though is uh, the personal touch the glad hand you think somebody would like the show you like the site uh mention it talk about it pass the word along send the files uh we've already had the usb in a bottle
2: yes which is awesome
1: Um, now you have to up that ante and and capture it on video make it happen it's a challenge Cool.
2: Uh, So we want to wish everybody uh, in the United States a happy Thanksgiving this week. Hope you enjoy the long weekend. Um, and and get a whole bunch of comics on Wednesday, and you know, cozy up and read them all instead of watching football. And uh, yeah, or watch football if that's what you like to do.
1: So, not everything is for everyone, Ron. Exactly. Everybody has their own interests. So, Mm -hmm. okay. So until next week, I'm Ron. I'm Connor, and I stand behind what I said about the Japanese. Dead hearts are everywhere Dead hearts are everywhere